Hello, 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 my friends, hello. My name is Alex and welcome to another Chatterbox stream. Welcome everybody. It is really good to have you all here. Really good to be here. Hi, hello. Oh, and hello to Sarah Fatma who is already in the chat. This is very exciting. Very excited for this stream. Let me start the first slide. That's just gonna take me a second here. Just waiting for my slides to open. Hi, everybody who's joining. Today, we are going to talk about bars. More specifically, we're gonna talk about some really fun facts and phrases that are that go hand in hand with the bar scene in New York City. I worked in many bars in New York City and I've been to many bars in New York City. I lived in New York City for two decades, for a really, really long time. And today's stream is all about my experience in the bar world. I call it bar talk. And if you have any questions, about that, write them in the chat, write them in the chat. Bar Talk with Alex. And hello also to Ned Pooch1969. Hi, it's good to have you in the chat. Hi, back to Moscow. I wonder if it's as warm in Moscow right now it, that as in Berlin, we are still definitely experiencing a lot of heat here in Germany where I live now. So it's a hot one. It's a hot one. Bar talk. So let's start with a little trivia to start us off. Because why is a bar called a bar? Right? Why is a bar called a bar? Why do we call a bar a bar? So the term goes back to the olden days. Don't pinpoint me though on the dates. It's many, many, many years back. Nobody can really say when. So I'm gonna to explain to you why a bar is actually called a bar. And hello, Odelgado. Happy Friday to you as well. And Lesta, hi, back to Amsterdam. So why is a bar called a bar? So a bar, gets its name from the metal or wooden bar, the barrier that was often located along the length of the bar. So it used to be a metal or wooden bar that was located along the length of the bar. So I have even seen a very, very old bar close to Boston in Massachusetts that used to lower bars like a prison down at night to keep people from stealing the booze, from stealing the alcohol. So there were bars literally out, like on top of the counter. So, but in turn, the term remains today, of course. So over the many, many years, the heights of bars, the barriers were lowered and lowered and lowered until you were just left with a counter and then high stools were added so that you can actually sit at that counter, which we now call a bar. And it is the most commonly used term in the United States for a drinking establishment. 
We call it a bar. We call it a bar. So, moving on from the little trivia and hi, Jose. Hello. Hi, back to Sevilla. I'm sure it's very hot where you are right now. And hi, Vahit. It is nice to have you here. Let's move on to one of my favorite words that might be very new for you um, thinking about terms we call bars. So local, my local, right? So what do I mean by that? New York City has more bars than you can count, of course, all different types of bars. More often than not, though, and this is everywhere in the world, right? You will have a few bars that you go to all the time. And one, probably even more than others, one bar you will always go to. So that was definitely the case for me. I had a local, so we call that a local. Your local is the bar that you go to all the time. We call because normally it's close to your apartment. You end up knowing, getting to know the bartenders and barbacks and you have relationships and friendships with them. So it becomes your local. I actually had two locals because I lived in Brooklyn, but I worked in Manhattan. So I had a local in Brooklyn and I had a local in Manhattan. And I have fond memories to this day of all, both of them, of both my locals. So my question, of course, to you is, do you have a local? Do you have a local where you live? I mean, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but I'm so curious to hear if you do. I do not have a local yet here in Berlin. Haven't found my local. I moved during lockdown, so that was a little harder to find things. So <gasps> I'm excited to see, though, that a lot of you have a local. This is very, very exciting. And yeah, Jose Manuel, too hot. Yes, Sevilla, a friend of mine is from there. I hear it's very, very, very hot right now. I hope it cools down. I hope it cools down. And hi, Mirella, and hi, Ami. Hi, back to you. And so many of you have a local, which makes me very excited, which makes me very hopeful that I will find a local here. And of course, like I said, bars come in all shapes and sizes. Some are super fancy and some not so much. So my favorite type of a bar is, and this is it's the next word that I'm teaching you. So my favorite, is a dive bar, a dive bar. And my favorite dive bar is also my local in Manhattan and it's still there and it's still going strong. It's been around for 30 years. I think it's not going anywhere. And a dive bar is typically a small, unglamorous, eclectic, old school bar with inexpensive drinks and may feature dim lighting, shabby or dated decor, like shabby furniture, neon beer signs, packaged beer sales, like you get a beer and a shot, you know, a local clientele because it's the local and sometimes even, sometimes even cash only service, which doesn't happen that often anymore in New York City, cash only service. Wow. So yeah, that's a dive bar, a dive bar. And it's my favorite type of bar. So let's start our night out on the town in New York even more. Let's talk about other phrases to know. 
Here's the first one for you. Put it on my tab. Put it on my tab. This is a very common phrase. When you go to a bar in New York City, you will open a tab. Then you just, every time you go back to the bar to get a drink, put it on my tab. So what does that mean? It's like a running bill at the bar. This way you don't have to pay for each drink, especially when you know that you will be staying there for a while. So most commonly these days, this means you will give your credit card to the bartender. You will give your credit card to the bartender at the beginning of the night when you order your first drink and then they keep it behind the bar and they keep your tab going and they put everything on there that you're having throughout the night and then you pay when you're ready to leave. When you're ready to leave. So here's an easy follow-up question for you to keep you on your toes, my friends. What do you settle at the end of the night? What do you settle at the end of the night at a bar in New York City? Ooh, it's called Tasca in Spanish. Tasca in Spanish. Exactly, Ami. In Germany, they use a beer decker. They use a coaster like a, for your drink, a beer decker, and they make little marks on that. Exactly. It's very, very similar to, you know, to that word that I'm looking for you to click on. Very, very similar to exactly your tab, to having a tab. Big difference is with the beer decker, you don't give somebody your credit card in the beginning. Um, but yes, same concept with the coaster. Awesome. Well, well done. Well done. Okay. What do we have next? Ooh. So this is a very strange custom when you're not a New Yorker, even for other Americans sometimes. Like if you come from Idaho or Iowa or Wisconsin or like any of the states that aren't, don't have a nightlife like New York does. And of course, if you are a tourist, it's just super confusing, super confusing. It's the $1 tip per drink. So every time you buy a drink in a bar, you tip a dollar for every drink. So if you're getting a round of drinks for you and your friends, if you're getting five beers, you're leaving $5 as a tip. $5 as a, as a tip. So it's per drink, the $1 tip. And ooh, New York City bartenders get really mad if people aren't hip to this custom. I've seen it. Like, it's not pretty. Tip your bartender when you're in New York City. If you're a tourist, that should be the first thing in your guidebook. If you go into a bar, bring some dollar bills because you tip a dollar per drink. And of course, my next question, would you tip a dollar per drink in a bar? Would you tip a dollar per drink in a bar? I'm so used to it. I find it strange that we don't do this in Germany. I'm very used to it. So I'm curious to see what you think about this custom, whether it's crazy and you're like, just like, are you kidding me? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, uh, oh, I love that the opinions are all over the place. I love it. There's really not one winner of, of question here. And Amistad, exactly, it adds up, you know, it adds up, especially if you like stay for many, many hours. Jose thinks it's too expensive 
And you know, it also like, it doesn't matter how much the drink is. It could be a $15 drink. It could be a $3 drink. You always tip that $1. So that's also interesting. And, oh yeah, Jose, and one beer costs about a euro in Sevilla. <laughs> yes, you wouldn't want to tip exactly the same amount. On top of that, I totally understand. Everything is a little bit more expensive in New York. I think now a beer is maybe eight or nine dollars. I mean, it's a lot of money. So putting it in relation then, but I'm very, very used to it. And also because I worked as a bartender, of course, because especially back in the day, our hourly rate was really, really low because we were tipped. So I think in the beginning, you only got like $2.50 per hour paid by the establishment and then the rest was tips. So that also has to do with it. New York is fair, has a lot of tipped, tipped jobs. So people live from the tips, right? But it is a crazy custom and people need to know about it. So... Here is the next one. So speaking of drinks, of course, beers come in pints when they're on tap, on tap, right? When they're fresh on tap, fresh out of the keg, the barrel. It's really rare to have a smaller or bigger drink. So a pint of beer, you see I put it's 16 ounces usually in the US. It's a, not quite half a liter, but close. But this is the standard size of a beer, of the beer glass that all bars use. And um, you really don't, you don't ask for a big Stein like you do in Bavaria here in Germany where maybe you have the liter or you have like a small little, like I was born in Cologne in Germany and we drink Kölsch and that's 0.2 a liter. So that's very small. Like you, you really don't have anything small or really large in the, in the States if you're getting a fresh beer from the, from the keg, right, from the tap. So you would order a pint of beer, you're getting a pint, and that glass is called a pint glass. And of course, if you don't like beer, not everybody drinks beer, right? We have, of course, if you like, prefer cocktails or liquor of any sorts, like there's, of course, vocabulary for you to know as well. We have up on the rocks or neat up on the rocks or neat so when you order a cocktail you will either have it up or on the rocks so that means up means that the cocktail is made chilled like they chill the cocktail when they make it of course and then the cocktail is served with no ice cubes so it's up we call that up if you say on the rocks then it is served on on top of ice cubes, so with ice cubes. So you either have it up or on the rocks. Up still very much means it's very cold because of course it has to be diluted when they make a cocktail. When I made a lot of cocktails, you of course dilute it and you chill it and then you pour it without ice cubes, but it's called, but um, you can have it either up or on the rocks. So the interesting thing is so when you want no ice, if you maybe have a whiskey or any just like like drink and you don't want ice, you wouldn't call it up. If it's not a mixed cocktail, you don't call it up, you call it neat, you call it neat. You call it neat. So if you have a whiskey, somebody will ask you, would you like it on the rocks or neat? If you have a cocktail, the question will be, would you like it up or on the rocks? 
That is the difference there. That is the difference. And moving on to more vocabulary for you to learn. You will, you will be able to walk into any New York bar after, after this stream and know all the words. Really fun. Oh, Lakina05 had a question. Is it an obligation by law? You're probably talking about, um, are you talking about the beer sizes or the tipping? Tipping is not an obligation by law. It's just a custom. And uh, the pint glass is also not an obligation by law. The size of the beer, that's just the common size that America and most places has chosen to pour their beer in. So um, nothing has to do with the law, no. And so, yeah, the $1 tip is not a law. It is a custom. So, well versus top shelf. Well versus top shelf. So, the area behind the bar, when you're working behind the bar, within reach, which is normally down below, of the bartender, is called a well. So, drinks made using common ingredients found there are called well drinks. They're called well drinks. By common ingredients, I mean the the liquor that you use, like that's nondescript, that has like no name, that's not that expensive, like um, and maybe sodas and all that. That's like the common ingredients, right? So it's, I would say, the most affordable things are in the well. So the name brands, the more expensive ones, will be on the shelf behind the bar visible visible so you have the well that isn't visible to the customer and then you have the top, the shelf right the top shelf that is visible to the customer and that will have the more expensive gins and vodkas and whiskies and scotches like all the expensive things that will cost more to make will cost more for you to buy there will be the top shelf that is visible that's the difference between well or top shelf you might hear that question in a bar. If you order a martini cocktail, they'll be like, do you want the well gin or do you want the well vodka or do you want a different one? Do you want a top shelf? So you might hear that question. If you don't say anything, if you just order a martini cocktail, they will give you the well gin or vodka depending on what you prefer. And if you say, if I say, well, I would like a martini cocktail with Tanqueray, top shelf. That would be top shelf. So that's the difference between well and top shelf. So, ah, let's move on to the best part of your night at the bar, of course. What do you think? What do you think this is called? When the bartender offers a free drink, what do you think it's called? What do you think it's called? I am curious to see if you know or if you guess. Just make a guess, make a guess. I'm very curious. Very, very curious. I love that the two most click on answers are the buy smart and the buy back. That is amazing. That is amazing. I think it buy smart would be a great word for it. Buy smart would be a great, great word for it. But it is, of course, as you see, the buy back. The buy back. The buy back 
or also we say on the house is another phrase for that, the buyback. So if you spend a good amount of time and money in a bar, the buyback, the on us, it's on the house, usually happens after the third or fourth drink. It happens less and less in New York City these days, unfortunately. I think less and less bartenders have the freedom to give out a free drink. Um, everything's more expensive, so it's just like doesn't happen as much. The liberty to give drinks away, are, because it's obviously not their house, right? They're just working the bar, but they don't own it. But it is a lovely custom. So after three or four drinks, you get a buyback, and it's really nice. It's a nice gesture. It's a nice custom. I always tip on a buyback. Not everybody does since you obviously didn't pay for it, but I always tip. I highly recommend doing this, giving you a dollar for the buyback. It's a very confusing custom for tourists. If this ever happens to you, like, why is there another drink in front of me? I didn't order it. You can always say, oh, wait, is this a buyback? What happened? So, that's a really, really lovely custom. So let's see. Ooh, we have, of course, another great question for you. Maybe you know this. Just before the bar closes, the bartender, what, what does the bartender do? Does a, does a, we're getting to the end of the night, what do you think? I've been in many, many, many bars. I've been present in many bars where I was present at that time for that last, last, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think the bartender does just before closing? Ooh, you know your way around these words. Very, very good. It is not what you might hope a last round. It is not what you might hope a last round would be. That sounds like the bartender is giving you a round. No, it is the last call. The last call. Oh, sometimes they will even ring an actual bell in the bar. There'll be a bell hanging and they'll ring it so that everybody hears it. It's um, And closing laws are very strict in New York City. So you can't, you can't stay open after, I think on the weekend it's 4 o'clock. And during the week it might be two o'clock but there is there is a closing loss like pfft, you have to be shut not like in Germany here there are no closing loss so um, that is no question here but in, in New York last call means last call last call means last call okay cheers my friends this is of course a word you've heard Cheers, cheers. It's a symbolic way of toasting with the wish of good cheer and good health to those around us, to those around you, and exercises like camaraderie. In the United States, there are no rules, though, about having to look your opposite in the eyes, like here in Germany. It's like, ah, oh, so don't be surprised if nobody looks at you, if they just clank and then drink. Different customs, different place. But cheers is, of course, a lovely word. And my last question to you on that note, of course, would be how do you say cheers in your native language? I would love to hear it. Write it in the chat. Write it in the lesson plan. Like, I would love, love, love to hear it. And while you 
share that cheers with me. I will, of course, as always, of as always, send you my little link for a discount for tutoring if you're interested in getting to know our Chatterbug lessons, go ahead and click on that link later at the end of the stream or go back into the stream after and click the link in the chat and check it out. I'm excited. Ooh, we got a prost. We got a salute. We got uh, um brinde. We got in Lebanese is kesak. We got more salutes. We got a lot of Spanish speakers in the house, so maybe Portuguese. We got Mamnun, Tashakor, we got Tintin, we got um, Budmo, we got oh, so many salutes. Oh, and then also Bahit said there's no alcohol where he lives, so there is no word for cheers. So that, of course, makes sense. That makes total sense. Salute. Oh, Be Ali Reza is writing the chat. Be Zalamati. And then we have in Spanish, salute, of course. There's a lot of salute. I love it. I love it. I am, I wait, there is, well, of course we have cheers. Do I know any? Oh, kampai. Kampai is in, in Japanese, kampai. And lechaim is in, in uh, Hebrew. It's also for health, for the health, like not push, just road which I can't, I can't read that, but for health, exactly, to your health. Um, salute, well, we got Budmo, in which language? Good question, Mirella. Budmo, Lanakos, what is Budmo? What is the language? What is your native language we want to know? But yes, a lot of salutes. We have a lot of Spanish speakers in the house, which is really exciting. And... Let me think if I know any more. Skol, Skol, that's in the Scandinavian countries. We got Skol, yeah, Kampai was Japan. Uh, I can't think of anything else, but this was really, really fun. I'm excited that we did this. I, sh I shared a little bit about my former life in New York City with you. Very exciting. Well, this, unless you have another question, this is probably the end of the stream. This is it from me to you for right now, but I will see you all. Ooh, we got, oh, Odelgado is asking, yeah, salute is, is for the Spanish speakers exactly. Probably also the Portuguese, but don't, don't quote me on that. But I have a feeling there, when it comes to cheers, it's very, very similar. So, but yeah, Spanish for sure, Spanish for sure. <sighs> You're very welcome on me. I'm going to say bye for now, but I will see you all very soon. Ciao, ciao, bye. Have a great rest of your Friday.